I love me some Electric Avenue. Zachy G here with JB3. This is Coach's Talk brought to you by Sideline Guys. Going to be bringing this to you every week. JB3 has his own shows. Threes only. I have my own show, The Zachy G Show. We'll each be doing those and we'll be giving you this show. We got some good content ready to jump right into this, JB3. All right, first thing we want to jump into here is uh, some NBA talk. Let's start off with the Lakers. JB3, what's your thoughts on the Lakers this far? Uh, you know, so far on the Lakers, man, I, love them. I mean, you know, as I look at them, you know, there are a, you know, there are two win ball club right now. Um, or three, yeah, two win ball club, two and four yep. started the first six games. I mean, I wouldn't say they're a lost cause. I think it's way too early in the season to say one team or another is a lost cause. But, you know, they are in the West, which is perceived to be a little bit tougher. I think they're still trying to figure some things out. But, I mean, I really think at this point in the game, most teams, if not every team, is still trying to figure out who they are and where they're going to be, where they're going to go. Right, yeah. I I do understand where people are coming from with this two and four start. But, I mean, what I want to say about this is there are four losses I mean, every single one of their losses has been super close tonight. You know, LeBron has 35 and 11. Uh, Lonzo doesn't play very well. I think that's he has six points. You know, Rondo has 12. I think the big thing about that is, you know, he was named the starter. We were told with Rondo coming back, he was still going to be the starter. I just think that was a lot of hit pressure on himself that he was putting on himself, you know, with Rondo coming back and just worried about keeping that starting job. He's a young guy. I think you'll see him as the starter. But I got to tell you, I I like the Lakers and the direction that they're going, especially for this for this reason. Why is no one talking about the Houston Rockets right now and their desperation for wins? You know, I think it's a, that's a really good question. Um, and I think that can be – a lot can be attributed to this failed experiment with Carmelo Anthony. Um, you know, this failed experiment with James Harden and Chris Paul. And – all three of those guys are incredible basketball players, much better than you or I. But it gets back to the whole Twitter guy thing. You know, everybody's off. Tw- everybody's on Twitter. You know, mellow this, mellow that. James Harden, hardest guy, hardest guy in the league to guard. You know, yeah, it might be hard to guard one on one, but you put him in a five on five setting. Can he play? He was also these guys voted, actually. He was also voted by the NBA GMs as the most out of shape player in the NBA. Really? Okay, exactly. So, so stuff like that. that I mean. The people who know basketball, they know the score. Right. I mean, and, and it's, it's just like it, it's just like in the NFL with Saquon Barkley. He's a great, great, great player. You'd love to have him on your squad. You gloat about him. End of the day, his stats are phenomenal. Running backs don't lead to wins in the NFL. Guys like James Harden and Chris Paul and Carmelo Anthony, they don't lead to championships in the NBA. And so I love the Lakers right now in the position they sit. I mean – they're two and four. They've been close in every single game. LeBron's playing a lot better. He's not even shooting well at all from the three-point line, and he's been – in the past three years, he's been phenomenal from the three-point line. So, I mean, especially with that Houston thing going on, I love them against the Utah Jazz. I love them against the Oklahoma City Thunder. I love them against just about anybody except for the Golden State Warriors out there. I love them against San Antonio in a seven-game series by the time the season's said and done. I mean, DeMar DeRozan still, still hasn't cleaned up his, you know, the floor on, at Toronto where he just 
laid one out of his rear end that entire seven-game series. He can't beat LeBron in the seven-game series. I'm sorry. I just I, – I, I know the Lakers in two and four. By the time the season's said and done, I like them. I, you know, I do too. I think – I really do. I think the Lakers are going to be a 45-50 50 win ball club by, by it's all said and done. Um, and, and I think something else that's kind of missed out is the Lakers aren't playing the way everybody else is playing. We're not going to jack – they're not going to jack up 100 threes a game. You know, they're going to move the ball. They're going to get the shots they want to get, and they're going to try and play fast. And everybody else is playing fast. Don't be wrong. But, you know, they're looking to drive, take the threes when they need to, but they're looking to get to the cup. And I think that's going to be almost a little bit old school. It's a, you know, much different. And I think what you see in basketball is, you know, basketball is cyclical. And, you know, it's going to be a situation where guys are going in and, you know, they're going to be trying to – they're doing something that's different. So teams are going to have to figure out ways to guard them. And I think especially early on it's going to take this some time to figure out how to go about doing it because they've been doing the same thing everybody else has been doing. But now that they're changing it up, it's going to take some time for them to get adjusted. And then once they get adjusted, I think it's going to take three quarters of the season for teams to figure out how to guard this team. Oh, for sure. And to get back on the Houston thing, I mean, when they play the Houston Rockets and Rajon Rondo gets in Chris Paul's face, um, you know, the Showtime Lakers that everyone talks about, this isn't going to be the Magic Johnson years. This isn't going to be the Kobe and Shaq years. That's going to be your Showtime, as in let's fight, let's get it on, let's scrap and get on the floor. I love what, I love what Rajon Rondo did. Him getting suspended for the period that he did did not hurt them at all. They won the games they should have won, and they lost the games they probably should have lost. He did exactly to Chris Paul what everyone else in the NBA wants to do to Chris Paul and what everyone else in the NBA probably wants to do to Carmelo Anthony because they're both frauds, they're both not winners, and they're both going to tell you they would rather have a Olympic gold medal over an NBA championship. Please, tricks are for kids. You can't just go <laughs> take something from Belize. Let's be real here. Both those guys are frauds. I like the L.A. Lakers in, that, in the West against anybody in a seven-game series except – the Golden State Warriors for sure. But that's something we're going to get on next right after this, along with the Celtics. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back here with Zachy G and JB3 on Coach's Talk. Yeah, buddy. You are listening to Coach's Corner, presented by Sideline Guys. Sideline Guys, the newest sports media company in the country. You got your boys, Jeff Byrne, Nick Davis, Connor Hennis, and Zach Goodwin. We're going to have plenty of content, plenty of blogs, plenty of hot takes. Hit us on our email or shoot us an email. If you've got a hot take, maybe we'll bring you on one of our shows, sidelineguys at gmail.com. We're going to have plenty of content. We're going to be on social media here very soon. Hit us on Twitter, Jeff Burns, Zach Goodwin, Zachy G, JLB 3.0 on Twitter. Again, shoot us an email. You know how we do. And we're back here with Coach's Talk. I'm your boy, JB3, here with my buddy, Zachy G. And, you know, uh, kind of get back to this, this whole topic we've been talking about. Uh, you know, talk about the Celtics and do a little bit of talk about the East. Um, you know, the Celtics tonight got a second win in a row, took down the undefeated, the undefeated, that's right, the undefeated uh, Detroit Pistons, making a 4-1 wow. of the year. And, you know, I'm looking at the Celtics playing much better. They're actually making shots. And, I mean, you know, I, this, you know people say defense. You can't win games if you don't score. Right. I mean, the ball's got to go through the hoop for you to score. And for Twitter guy who's getting mad about the NBA scoring 140 points, well, guess what? How much did the Pistons put up tonight? What they put up? I think 80. It was a. Me? It was a 109-89 game. 
89 points. Are you kidding me? There's a reason I didn't watch it. It was 109 to 89, Twitter guy. Get real. If it would have been 140 to 130, I would have had it on my television. Let's you also didn't here. watch it because it was a regional broadcast, bro. Come on now. Let's... I both know I got we don't, we don't, we, we're, we're broke college kids. We can't afford the NBA package. We can't afford that, you know, the, the ticket package or the league package or whatever kind of package they got out there. We can't afford that. You know that. Hey, I'll have you know I have NBA TV, and I'll also have you know that I made my biggest bet I've ever made in the short history of my life. We're going to give that to you here at the end. The biggest bet I've ever made. Made it on an NFL game. I don't know if I want to give it to you guys because I don't want you to make the same bet. But I don't care because if you make it and we both lose, then I don't feel as bad. But to hey, hold on, hold on. We're winners here. We are winners. That's, you want is, them to win. You want to right. sell. Sell. We are winners. And if you come with us with sideline guys, especially JB3 and Zachy G, you're going to be a winner too. Big ballers only. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We – it's just – it's just a matter of, I mean, I'm 1-0 on my spreads for the week. I had Houston covering the spread against the Dolphins, 1-0, heading into a great week, and I'm pretty excited about that. But to get on the Celtics topic, for everyone that's freaking out about the Celtics, I'm telling you, call it what you want, but when Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward and your stars are out and they come back the next season, that's harder than people think. You don't just throw those guys out there. You got one basketball, fellas. You can't just throw those guys out there. And Gordon Hayward's coming back off an injury. You'll want to get him his touches and off a major injury. He missed an entire season. You'll want to get him his touches and still get him acclimated and not get mad at him for missing shots early in the season. It's going to happen. And now they're showing you. I'm not saying Detroit is a is a three seed in the East at that. They got off to a hot start. Good for them. Um but nevertheless, the way Boston's been playing and just getting reacclimated, a really good win. Brad Stevens is one of the best minds in basketball, period. I mean, and oh, they're going to be fine for that reason. Right. You're absolutely right. And I mean, I'm looking at the stats from tonight just alone. I mean, you got nobody scored more than 19 points. Jalen Brown led the team in scoring tonight with 19 points on 13 shots. That's pretty efficient. But they didn't have a single person play 30 minutes tonight. You know, they, you know, it looks, you know, they, they played. 13 guys tonight and everybody played between five and 28 minutes. And that was Tatum that played 28 minutes. But I mean, if you go down here, you got Hayward had 15 points tonight. Tatum had six Horford and Irving had four and three apiece. Brown has nine. Uh, you got Mook and uh, Thies coming off with 18 and 17 off the bench. And then scary Terry in 27 minutes on four of eight shooting scores, 14 points. I love the way this he's playing. Uh, you know, I'm excited to see what's going on. It's nice to see that they finally seem to have found a way that, you know, they're going to accept that some nights I'm going to get 14, 15 minutes. Other nights I'm going to play almost 30. And, you know, it's like Terry Rozier said the other day, you know, you've got to be ready to step up and play and, and you can't worry about playing time. And it's funny, you, you know, you see all these cliche to say this, but, you know, when, when these NBA guys and these professionals are seeing the best in the world are saying the same thing, there's a lot of truth in that. Right, and, and here's something I wonder. It's not anything I would push the Celtics to do, but just think about it. What if what if they got rid of Al Horford and got a young, athletic, three-shooting big? You pick him, whoever you think, you pick him. What if they got him, Al Horford's gone, and then what if Kyrie and Gordon Hayward are gone? And you have Terry Rozier, Jason Tatum, the new athletic big, you're young. You got Jalen Brown, 
you're young, you can fly up and down the floor, you can shoot, you don't have you don't have to worry so much about guys like Kyrie getting their 30-minute segments of them trying to break someone down. Again, I wouldn't push the Celtics to go this way, but it is interesting to think about if Kyrie leaves this offseason and if they decided that Gordon Hayward was never going to be the same and they traded him and when Al Horford's gone, the Celtics are still extremely good. I mean, seven-game series, not with that young, driven, unselfish team with Brad Stevens coaching him. Forget about it. Oh, I mean, dude, you and I both know as Indiana boys, Brad Stevens is the best of the best. Brad Stevens is the next pop. In my opinion, Brad Stevens is better than pop. I think he's going to end up winning more than five championships. Brad Stevens isn't as stubborn as Popovich. Either. Exactly. He changes with the times. Popovich has taken a minute to do that. Well, and I mean, I think what you're going to see with the Celtics more than anything is I, I do think Kyrie's going to leave. I know he said he's not, but I think he's, he's out. Um, I think they'll give, Hor- they'll give Hayward this year and next year. And if next year he's not what he – you know, it, Paul George came back from that injury and has been better than ever um, or as good as he was. Uh, if, if Hayward figures out how to get back to that level, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be a Celtic for the rest of his career. But the one thing I do want to talk about, you know, talking about the, just getting off the top of uh, the subject of the Celtics, talk about the East in general. You know, the East has got two teams in Milwaukee and Toronto 6-0. and And, you know, Milwaukee was a team that kind of a dark horse. Nobody's really talked about it. And I wonder if this 6-0 start for them is just a hot start or if they're, if they're serious contenders. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't put Milwaukee in the serious contender talk. Um, what I would say is I would say, you know, kind of look – kind of look at who they've played and who started hot and all that stuff. You know, Detroit started hot, right? They get off to this 5-0 start, I think it was. They beat the 76ers and Blake Swartz 50 and all that stuff. The Sixers, by the way, are a bust. I do not think the Sixers are are, are about or worth the hype. Not buying the Sixers. Not? I'm not buying the Sixers. Interesting. Interesting. But they beat the Sixers the other night. And that's a good win. And I watched that game from start to finish. It was interesting. It was high scoring. It was up and down. Guys were in each other's face. It was great. It was awesome. But Detroit fans are like, oh, Pistons beat the Sixers. Ben Simmons didn't touch the floor, guys. Ben Simmons didn't play a single possession. And that speaks volumes to where the NBA is at today because I watched it from start to finish and Ben Simmons didn't play. But at the same time, you kind of got to put a little asterisk beside it. You know, Blake Griffin scores 50. Detroit wins. BTW. Ben Simmons doesn't touch the floor. And he's a once-in-a-generation type guy. you got to think that that game might go different if he's on the floor. But, I mean, the East, uh, for people who said that the East isn't interesting, you've lost your mind, Twitter guy. You've lost it. It's gone. You need to go look up and down your street for it. Look behind a tree. Look in the toilet. It's gone. How is the East not interesting? I think the Boston Celtics could beat the Golden State Warriors, which in the next segment I want to talk about the Golden State Warriors. I think they could beat them in a seven-game series. Other than that, I don't think anyone in the East could beat the Golden State Warriors in a seven-game series. But put them against anyone else in the West, and I think it's a great series. And I think the East playoffs are phenomenal. At the beginning of the year, we were talking about national guy and media guy. They were all oh, God, not media guy. Media guy was talking about how no network is going to want to host the East because they're just going to get screwed on it. Okay, just because the Cavaliers sold an NBA ticket for $2 the other day, and the Brooklyn Nets do it on a regular basis. Doesn't mean everyone's doing it. The Celtics are interesting. 
The 76ers, while you might not buy them, they're interesting. They're very interesting. They are. The Detroit Pistons have became interesting. I and mean, the Bucks. The, the, Bucks, the Bucks are interesting. They're 6-0, and oh, and they got the Greek freak, who, and in I my opinion, think... top 10 player in the league, if not top five. I would agree with you, and I don't think they're contenders for, for one reason and one reason only, and that's because, well, I think that the Greek freak, while Giannis, will develop a jump shot and will become one of the just – amazing once-in-a-lifetime kind of players that we see. I don't think he's developed it enough yet. I know he's hit a couple threes on the season, and he's shooting them, and he's become more comfortable. That's great. I think it's going to take another offseason for him to get there, and they don't have the pieces around him come playoff time when people really start scheming for someone, and you've got to play someone in a seven-game series. I don't think that they're talented enough to get to that point. But nevertheless – interesting and you would still have a discussion about a seven game series with someone in the west for twitter guy and national guy and everyone who says the east isn't interesting you don't know basketball twitter guy facebook guy old guy who only talks about michael jordan get out of here watch the east learn some basketball that's why you come to coaches talk you come to coach some stuff you come to coaches talk to learn what you don't know and what you should know and after this next segment we're going to talk more about the seven-game series and why we both think the Celtics are going to take down Golden State in a seven-game series in the finals. Keep it locked here at Coach's Talk. We'll be back after this. Sideline, guys. Y'all sit on the sideline? <laughs> we sure do. Sit on the sidelines and talk about sports. Give you your hottest takes. Give you the best content. Myself, Zach Goodwin with the Zachy G Show. JB3 giving you threes only. Connor and Nick going to have their own shows. Also going to come together for a joint show. Talk some SEC football. We'll come together once a week for a four-person show. Throw some punches at each other. Give us an email at sidelineguys at gmail.com. Give me a follow on Twitter. Goodwin33Zach on Twitter. Shoot me a DM. Give me a follow. Give us an email. Reach out somehow. Ask for my number for all I care. If you think you have a better opinion than mine, I'll bring you on the show, Twitter guy. Look forward to getting started with this. Look forward to bringing you new content every week because this is Sideline Guys new just for you. JB3, Zachy G here. Coaches Talk brought to you by Sideline Guys. Starting us up with Jeff, Connor, Nick, and myself. Uh, Nick not getting off to such a hot start there. UK guy, if you're a UK guy. I'm not a UK guy, but I might just be for tonight. You missed on that one, Nick. You missed on that one. Hey, cats by 90. Cats, cats, cats. They might have only won by one, but they covered the spread. I am pretty sure on that one. And they won the game. UK guy, you listen to Nick. You give him an email. You look, follow him on Twitter. You let him know, UK guy. He was wrong. Bad hey. Nick. Hey, SEC boy Nick. And, and, and the Knicks Vols, not to get off topic, but Knicks Vols coming up short against South Carolina tonight. Hey, I'm just saying, I'm glad we have Nick here. He's a great addition to the team. You're going to take a little heat here, Nick. Your Vols are terrible. They're never coming back. They're telling guys they can't take the jobs. I want to be a booster at Tennessee. You can do what you want over there. Come on, Nick. The Cats are better than your Vols right now, and that hurts me to say. It truly does. It Zach, does. That, that's insulting to say to all of us here in Southern Indiana. And actually, right. quite frankly, that's insulting the college football world. But <laughs> back on the subject of the NBA 
would be playoffs here in about eight months or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, I want to talk about something. And, and this is something that a lot of people don't understand. Golden State, very dangerous. But I'll tell you what, you give me my Celtics in a seven game series against them. I think not only do the Celtics outplay Golden State, I think Brad Stevens outcoaches Steve Kerr in a seven game series. Here's just what I want to know, JB3. Do you smell do you smell what I smell? Is that is that Twitter guy getting mad? I don't know, man. Is it Kevin Durant's asking for money? Clay Thompson's asking for money. I Trouble in Paradise? Like, that smells like implosion to me. Smells like a lot of stuff going on over there. Durant wants his money. That's what he's looking forward to this offseason. I never got that big deal. You're right, Durant. I have your Sonics jersey. I'm a huge fan. You never got that big deal because you went to the greatest regular season team in NBA history. They only have so much money to give you. Clay Thompson, I've been saying forever, he's going to want his own squad. Don't fool yourself that he would not love, love to go play with LeBron James and Lonzo Ball. He could literally run all over the floor and they would be able to find him. He could go up to section A, row B, seat 10, and they could have their back to him and hit him with a great pass and he could knock it down. I smell implosion coming from Golden State. You know, I'm right there with you. I I think that Golden State, they can only go on this run so long. And, And physically, I'm not even talking about you know, the, the team aspect and the I'm going to get mine aspect, you know, because I, I think you're right. I think you look at some of those guys and I think it is time for them, at least in their mind, to maybe go out and get theirs. Like, you know what? I sacrificed. I got my championships. I got my rings. Now let's go get mine. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them at all. But here's the thing. They can only hold, sustain that that endurance. Their, their body can only take that beating for so long. And going to the finals, what, four straight years? Dude, that's over 100 games of basketball. That is tough. That is tough to deal with. And it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the year plays out. But I think if they fall apart, which I think is very possible, actually, might as, you know what? I go ahead. Lock this one in, Twitter guy. Twitter guy, Facebook guy, Instagram guy, uh, you know, newspaper guy, media guy, whatever kind of guy you are. Lives at home with your mom and dad, media guy. <laughs> Lock this in. Golden State will not be a top three seed in the, in the West. Calling it right now. Holy cow. Toss that around like a hot potato. That's a hot take right there. Not that, a top three seed? No, not a top three seed. I think that – I'll tell you what. I think the West is not as good as everybody thinks it is. The Eastern Conference will win a championship this year. I'm calling it right now. The East is winning a championship. Holy cow. Here on Coach's Talk, you heard it first. The hottest take of the year. Where's Stephen A? We need someone to scream. Holy cow. Ah! I think they're a top three seed. You think the East no. – you think – okay, I smell implosion. I do. But – but at the same time, they have – you could put the start – you could put four of the starting five for Golden State on the floor in the All-Star game and not be able to tell the difference on what was going on. You put LeBron James with, that, with those four in the All-Star game and start them, and no one would be like, well, that's a crappy starting five for the All-Star game. I mean, that's st- – implosion or not, and I think it's done after this year, which Twitter 
you know, I had a guy today text me about um, the Zachy G show, and he said, how many times can you say National Football League in a five-minute segment? Well, let, me t- <laughs> let me tell you this. Wait till you text hear all message the guy. Shows. Text message guy. Wait till you hear all the shows. Group me guy. <laughs> text message guy. Wait till you hear all the shows. How many times I say Twitter guy. Twitter Bring him guy? on the show. Bring him on the show. I'm telling you, he's he's throw a dip in my lip guy. That's who you are. <laughs> throw a lip in my di- throw a dip in my lip and go shoot myself a deer guy. Go sit in your tree stand for a minute. Get back to me. But I think they're going to implode. I do. I still, you, you don't think they're a top three seed? No, I, I don't. I'm not convinced. I, I, one, it's too early in the year to tell. It really is. Two, and it gets back to what you said about the Celtics. There's only one ball in the court. You can't tell me that KD and Clay, who Clay Thompson has not been himself the first couple games of the year, but you can't tell me that those guys, on top of it, you're going to have Boogie come back after Christmas break. And when they get back after Christmas, he'll be back. There's not enough balls in all the world. There's not enough balls in the locker room. There's not enough balls at the practice facility for that team. There's just not. And, and those guys have had enough success to get theirs. I, I, I don't – I think they are going to get mad. I think you're going to see somebody get traded before the trade deadline. I think that the Golden State Warriors dynasty is done. 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 <laughs> oh my goodness gracious i don't even know how to handle myself over here here's what i will say here's what i will give you i think that for everyone who has hated the golden state warriors and said that they have ruined the nba nba's ruined they keep watching it but the nba is apparently ruined here's what i will say is that you haven't enjoyed it while it's going on and now it's going to come to an end and you're going to go back and get on YouTube and watch highlights of when it existed. And you're going to throw out stats of when it existed. I think it's too early to predict them winning a championship. Plenty of stuff can happen. Injuries can happen. The Celtics can take off. You know, someone in the, else in the West can, can really pop up. But I still think they're a championship team. I still think – now, is it, is it exactly what has happened to a lot of other teams? They get to the championship and they lose – Guys think there were bad decisions made. They go their separate ways, and then they tell the media what they really think. Yes, that that is storybook, storybook. But I think they're just bored. I think they're just tired of. I I don't want to say winning, but I do. I think they're just, they're bored. I mean, you go out so I'm, they they're talking about money and basically about how they're not going to be there because Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant can't both get paid. Let's be real. No, they can't. They, they, they're both max deal guys. They don't have enough money. And all, right. There's not enough. All King Minus's gold couldn't fund that team. Right, exactly. And I mean, like, and they still started off five and one. Now, granted, they've played the Thunder garbage. They played the Jazz. The Jazz are good. They played the Nuggets and lost to them. The Nuggets have been Nuggets, surprising. Nuggets, good young team. Good young they've team. Been, they've been surprising. I have Jamal Murray on my fantasy basketball team. That dude's supposed to be breakout this year. They played the Suns. They're garbage. Wizards are garbage. Brother Bill and John Wall, they should just go be on the Kardashians, be on ETV. That's where they belong. <laughs> and, then, and then the Knicks, Hot. they're garbage. Knicks are terrible, too. They play the Nets next. They'll be 6-1 and one Bulls. Then they play the Pelicans. That'll be a good test for them. We'll kind of see where they're at. But it's way too early. It's a long season. But I will give you. I will give you the whole dynasty thing. I don't know if it's over this year. I don't know if they win a championship this year or not. Healthy Celtics give me the Celtics, like I said. But 
I think after this year, it's over. Both I, guys, I totally agree with you. I, both guys can't get paid. Golden State's not going to pay both guys, and I don't think they're going to pay either guy. How bad does it look to pay Clay Thompson more than you paid Stephen Curry? Hey, here's I, my question. Here's my question to you. How upset does Twitter guy get that we're taking these hot takes? How upset does Twitter guy think? Oh, well, you can't say that Clay, Clay Thompson did it. Uh, Steph Curry? Well, I tell you By what. By God, I can. Dip lip guy. Tree stand guy. Better be listening to this one. He's out hunting his deer in Turkey, and he better get <laughs> upset. They better get so upset they give me a follow on Twitter at Goodwin33Zach and shoot us an email at sidelineguys at gmail.com. Go ahead and plug your Twitter in there, GB3. Take us a break. At me on Twitter at JLB3 point. That's P-O-I-N-T-O. JLB 3.0 at me on Twitter. Let me know what you think. Again, shoot us an email, sidelineguys at gmail.com. Maybe we'll bring you on the show. Maybe not. Who knows? Your takes have got to be hot. Yeah, when we come back, we'll talk some World Series here on Coaches Talk. Here's the deal, folks. Sideline Guys, it's a real thing. It's a real brand. We're building it. Zach Goodwin here giving you the Zachy G Show. Also going to go with JB3 uh, doing a show with Jeff Burns called Coaches Talk. Nick and Connor will each have their own shows. They'll also come together, do a show over some SEC football, give you that content. We'll come together once a week for a four-person show. We look forward to your criticism. We look forward to you guys listening. We look forward to getting to know you guys as well. Give us a listen to Sideline Guys. Welcome back to Coach's Talk. Your boys, JB3, Zachy G. Like we said, hit us on Twitter. Shoot us an email, sidelineguys at gmail.com. We're ready for your takes. We give you ours. We want to hear yours. Again, bring you on the show. Maybe not. Depends on if you got a voice for radio. I myself, eh, maybe I'm a little too ugly for radio, if you know what I mean. But <laughs> going to go ahead and hit the, hit the topic of conversation here. And it's the World Series. The other night, a seven-hour game? Are you kidding me? You Come on, dog. Dude, I hate, I hate when people talk about how you got to do something to shorten the games of baseball. and you got, I really hate when they talk about taking the umpire out and putting the system in and all this stuff. And I'm just like, you got to stick to tradition. You got to do this. And then I'm, I'm trying to watch a seven-hour game, and I'm like, I don't give a shit who wins. I'm going to bed. It's over. But then – I wake up and, you know, MLB guy and analyst guy are like, oh, you got to shorten the games. We got to figure out a way to shorten games. I'm like, come on, stick to tradition. But then I got to go to bed because it's a seven-hour game. Yeah, I'm kind of a hypocrite on that. But that game last night, man, I was able to stay awake for it. I had to turn the channel for a minute. I knew it was going like three more extra innings. I had to turn the channel for it. But then I came back. I tell something. you what, man, this series has been incredibly interesting to me. And, you know, as we, as we speak, you know, L.A. just made the score 6-9, to nine. LOL, nice. Um, you know, I'm sitting here watching this game, bottom nine, no outs, and, and it's 6-9. to nine. This has been an interesting series because, you know, L.A. for the longest time, the first two games in Boston, dude, they, they couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat. I mean, they couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. And it, right. You know, they go back to L.A. and, you know, people say, oh, Twitter guys out here saying, oh, Cora can't manage in the NL. In the NL, he can't manage in the National League. Well he, well, he might walk out of here with the game tonight, three to one. And I've been saying this all along. I don't think this series goes back to Boston. I really don't. 
I know. I and I and I hear you. I hear you saying that. And then after the game, oh, as we speak, it's just as an we absolute sp- dog. As fight. we speak, David, I am trash. I'm gonna blow this thing. Is warming up in the bullpen. <laughs> For all you Sox guys out there, nine to six. I mean, it does hurt me that the Sox are winning. But I actually think the series goes back to Boston. I think they lose tonight. I think it's a little too late. Bottom of the ninth, they're down by three. But I think that they win the next game. What do you think caused their success in, uh, what was it, game three? What do you think gave them success in game three that they haven't been getting the rest of the series? The Dodgers, you know, that is. Honestly, man, I am, I'll be the first to tell you. I really think it was not so much they had success. They put themselves in position. They kept it close. I think the pitching was fought a little bit better, a little bit more consistent. They were able to get out of innings. They were able to shut batters down with two strikes, get out of innings with two outs. But I also say this. I think the Red Sox didn't necessarily lose that game. Or didn't, I, I don't think the Dodgers won the game so much as the Red Sox lost it, and the Red Sox beat themselves. I really think that Ian Kinsler making the third out there at home and then – and whatever inning it was, what a whatever throw. inning it was, what they, oh, that was an absolute beauty. But whatever inning it was, I think it was in the 13th, and they t- and you know L.A. was down two outs. All you got to do is make the throw to first. He had a you know you know a whole calendar had a calendar year to make the throw to first from short, and just throws it in the stands. Puig takes first, tying run comes in. Next thing you know, four hours later, game's over and the Dodgers win. Right, yeah, and I, I, it hurts me that the Red Sox are in a position to win a World Series. I'm a Yankees guy. I'm a Derek Jeter guy. It just makes me physically hurt. But when you put a roster together like that thing, what in the world is that? Did every other MLB team just give them pl- – like the talent level in the MLB right now is absurd. Everyone, everyone is saying – they either have young talent or they have guys in their feeder system who are extremely good and they're looking forward to Then bring the them up and let them years. play. I'm tired of all this. Right. Let's see what <laughs> you've got. The which which a guy a guy that we know, a guy you went to Gotta school play with, ball with. Um played basketball with. Josh Rogers gets traded from the Yankees feeder system to the Orioles feeder system and the Orioles don't play him for like 2 weeks. You're garbage. And then he starts, he wins what? Like his first two or three starts? Start these guys. You're not winning with the guys. Exactly. And I think this gets back to this whole, you know, your talent. And, and, and I think what you're getting ready to see in Boston, not in Boston, in baseball is a stockpile of talent. You are going to see a stock team start stockpiling talent. And then they're going to bring them up out of nowhere. Oh, we got talent. What? Then prove it. And if you're a terrible team, you need to start doing something about it. And I think, you know, guys like Josh are good for the Orioles and they're going to be able to take off and get what they need to get out of it. But, you know, it's interesting to see how it's all going to play out. And, and, I, and I'll and i be the first to tell you, I don't know much about the Dodgers organization. Uh, I don't know much about what Boston has in their organization. It's going to be fun to see how the rest of the series plays out. I agree. Um, something else that's going to be interesting to see is if the biggest bet I've ever made in my life is going to work out. And I won on Kentucky Derby two years ago. I won off a $1 bet, $8,000. I don't even have the chance to win that much money off of this. Now, granted, horse racing can give you a Ooh, lot more I love money watching the ponies. than a lot of other sports. I'm telling you, I can watch them run for days if I have money on them. 
but I made the biggest bet I have made in my short lifespan. Um, I'm going to give you that coming up. I was afraid to give it to you. I don't want you to make the same bet and then lose, but if you lose, it makes me feel a little bit better. And to JB3's points, we're winners here at Sideline Guys, especially winners on Coach's Talk. Nick needs to get his stuff uh, together over there, talking about the cats like that, when they would stomp your balls, Nick. They would stomp them. I'm not even a cats guy. I hate the cats. Make me want to throw up. We'll be right back. We'll be right back here on Coach's Talk. Give us an email at sidelineguys at gmail.com. We'll be right back to talk. You are listening to Coach's Corner, presented by Sideline Guys. Sideline Guys, the newest sports media company in the country. You got your boys, Jeff Byrne, Nick Davis, Connor Hennis, and Zach Goodwin. We're going to have plenty of content, plenty of blogs, plenty of hot takes. Hit us on our email or shoot us an email. If you got a hot take, maybe we'll bring you on one of our shows, sidelineguys at gmail.com. We're going to have plenty of content. We're going to be on social media here very soon. Hit us on Twitter, Jeff Burns, Zach Goodwin, Zachy G, JLB 3.0 on Twitter. Again, shoot us an email. You know how we do. Sideline guys, sideline guys, sideline guys. You may be a Twitter guy. We're sideline guys. That's who we are. This is Zachy G, JB3 here with Coaches Talk. JBT, think about the NFL coming up this week. I think you've got a lot of good stuff coming up. I think you're going to see a lot of really good games. I think, I honestly think the game of the week, though, is that Packers-Rams game. I think that is the game of the week. Lock it in. I'm taking the Rams. I got the Rams to cover. Absolutely. Rams are minus nine. I tell you what, a lot of guys like Aaron Rodgers off that by our boy Connor Hennis. It's a big Packers guy, big Aaron Rodgers Packers guy. guy. Yeah, big cheese ear. I know he's coming off a bye, man. Good for him. I know L.A. is not the greatest, like, home environment. But I don't know. I mean, the Rams handled the Vikings when they came there. They've handled everyone. I mean, that's a – I would say that's a good pick on your part. Rams are 7-0 and on the season. My boy Jared Goff on my fantasy team. Todd Gurley. What did Nick text us the other day? Or Connor text us the other day. He said, Todd Gurley has more touchdowns than most NFL teams do as a team. That's LA, absurd. Bro, L.A. is something that is something. That, that team, you know, and I'm, I'm wondering if they're built for the long haul. But that team can play some football. They're, they're a dangerous football team right now. And I think if they get that win, they're going to be 8 no half of the season. I definitely think that's going to help them lock up uh, home field. But we're still only halfway through the season. I mean, they could still implode. Yeah, this, this is true. Injuries do happen. Uh, first game I want to give you is my game to stay away from. Jeffy B just gave you – JB3 just gave you his lock of the week. Rams at Packers. JB3 saying lock that one in. Rams are minus seven. Give them the spread. Give them the cover. Give them ten. I'm – my game to stay away from because I want to wait and give you the game that I've bet the most money I've ever bet on in my entire life. I laid the most money down on one game than ever. Um, so my game to stay away from this week, I actually picked this one. I, I made a prediction on this one um, on the Zachy G show, but I'm going to say the Saints at the Vikings. I picked the Saints on the Zachy G show, um, but if you're 
you know, unless you're a big Saints guy or a big Vikings guy, this is a pick 'em game. Um, both teams extremely talented. Drew Brees is just eating it up this year, but they got to go to the Vikings. I know they're playing indoors and everything. Indoors, indoors. Um, <laughs> yeah, for all you SpongeBob guys out there, I myself, I'm a SpongeBob guy. SpongeBob guy, yes, myself as well. Um, but if you know, if I if I was gonna pick, if I was gonna put fifty dollars down on someone, I'd put it down on the Saints. Uh, but I, I would stay away from that game. Um, I got to tell you, I, I, the Saints are probably gonna win because we picked them on the Zachy G show. We're already one and zero. We got the Texans covering. Um, but I, I would stay away from that game. What's your stay away from game? Jimmy? My stay away from game: Bucks at Bengals, or Bengals at Bucks. That that game, I don't know who's at where. Mm-hmm. Stay away from that game. Stay as far away as humanly possible. Don't go anywhere near it. Don't take your mom to it. Don't take your girlfriend to it. Hell, I wouldn't even take your ex girlfriend to it. But stay away from that game. Yeah, I got to tell you. I mean, the Bucks let my seventeen-year-old sister score on them. They're so terrible. I mean, that she could run in for a touchdown on that one. They're Defense is made up of seventh grade peewee football players. They're so inconsistent. But at the same time, I mean, you got the Bengals who you just don't know. Andy Dalton at 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock Eastern time on a Sunday is phenomenal. But then you put him in a Sunday night, Thursday night, or Monday night game, he looks like Helen Keller and the boys running around up there. Can't find A.J. Green for anything. You just don't know who's going to show up in that one. I agree with you. Stay away from that one. Cincinnati minus three and a half in that. Just keep your money. Take your girlfriend somewhere. 20 bucks. Fill up your gas tank. So here it is. I put the most money down on one singular game that I've put down on any game in my entire life. And here's the game I'm going to give it to you for. Seahawks travel to the Detroit Lions this week. And the Lions are three-point favorites. Folks. I put $100 down, not on the Seahawks to cover that three-point gap, on the Seahawks to win in that three-point gap. And for the rich guy out there, it's like, $100? I don't care about no $100. Good for you, rich guy. When you email us, give me your card info so I can bet off your card. $100 to me, big deal. Big deal. Put $100 down on my Seahawks to win. And here is why. I know that we are hyping up the Detroit Lions, the three and three. Let me remind you of that. Detroit Lions. Let me tell you this. They lost to the Jets. They lost to the 49ers. They beat a Patriots team that anybody could have beat at the time. They were still experimenting. Let's see a rematch of that game. Let's see who wins that one. They lost to the Cowboys. They beat the Packers. That's exactly why JB3 told you that the Rams were going to cover the Packers aren't the normal Packers. And then they beat the Dolphins, who just got slaughtered by the Houston Texans. I like the Seahawks coach more. He's a defensive guy. He can go at Matt, Pat- Matt Patricia. I like the Seahawks quarterback better. And I think their offensive line is getting better. I put 100 bucks down on that game, lock that one in. Not only does the, the Seattle Seahawks cover that three-point gap, the Seattle Seahawks win the game at the Detroit Lions this week. What do you think about that, JB3? Laying a hundo down on it. I think that's got to be the mortal lock of the century come from broke college kids like we are. But, <laughs> hey, your money, not mine. I wouldn't put $100 down on that, but that's just me. 
I put a hundred dollars. I put a hundred dollars down on my Colts just because I'm that certain the Colts are going to win. We're going to speak this into existence. Shout out to my boy Lavar Ball. We need to get him on the show, dude. I'm telling you, the Colts Colts are a good pick this week for sure. Going to the depleted and terrible Oakland Raiders, they're garbage. Lock it in. They're done. Done for the season. Derek Carr won't be there for the next two years. He'll be gone. In the next two years, he's gone. I'm not even convinced he'll be there the rest of this season. But, JB3, you had a, a guy, a young guy. He's actually been on the Dan Dockett show. Dan Dockett's been doing a lot of work with him. He's a huge Purdue fan, someone you wanted to talk about, give a big shout-out to. Yes, I'll give a shout, quick shout-out to uh, Tyler Trent and the Purdue boys. I mean, I'm not even a Purdue guy. I'll be the first to tell you. Call him Perdon't, as in Perdon't go there, Perdon't cheer for him, Perdon't want him to win. But you can't help but really appreciate what you saw last week uh, there at ross Aid Stadium. You know, I feel like – you know, he got behind the team and he's going to get behind the team the rest of the year. And it's, it's a young guy who is providing that team with a little bit more oomph in their step, you know, giving them a little bit more something to play, play for. And I think moving forward, it's going to be interesting to see how Purdue finishes the year. But I will say this. I'm on the Purdue train. Shout out Rondell Moore and shout out Tyler Trent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, uh, if you get on Twitter and he, He's doing a lot. He's doing a show. You know, Dan Dockett, he's tweeting out. You can call in. You can talk about anything, literally anything. You're having a hard time in your life. You got someone who just got diagnosed with a disease. You had a good day, and you just want to gloat about it. You can call in there. You can talk to Tyler. Um, Dan Dockett will be there as well. For those guys who aren't Dan Dockett's guys, Dan does a lot, a lot, a lot of good work, and he's helping Tyler out a lot. Tyler loves it. Turned Dan Dockett, an Indiana guy, into a Hey, you guy. know who hates Dan Dockett? Twitter guy. Who's that? Twitter, Twitter guy. guy, Twitter guy, is infuriated. With Facebook Dan guy Dockett. hates Twitter guy. Hey, I'll tell you who really hates Facebook hates uh, Dan Dockett. Just Facebook mom. Oh, oh my gosh. He said, um, "I used to live in Indianapolis. For those who don't know, for a year, so I'd listen to it a lot. I drove a Sherman Williams van around. Would listen to my guy, and uh, he said ass on the show one time, and a mom called in and was like yelling at him, telling him." how disrespectful and rude he is. And uh, just to back that point up, he told her to shove it and hung up on it. <laughs> so good for him, but he is helping out Tyler. He is, he is the guy, um, you know, Tyler, he says you can call into a show and talk about anything. So give that a try as well. Something else you can give a try is you can give me a follow on Twitter. Good one, 33 Zach on Twitter. And you can give us an email at sidelineguys at gmail.com. Go ahead and plug yourself there on Twitter, JB3. At JLB three point, you gotta spell out the word point O. JLB three point on Twitter. Hit me up. You know, we'll, we'll exchange some takes. I'll toast you. You know, my takes are good. Absolutely, and I just want to leave it off to uh, to dip guy, to deer stand guy, turkey hunting guy. You give this a listen. You let us know if you want to come on here and give some knowledge, learn a little something, get a little learned in you. And we'll teach you something, Deer Stand Guy. Can I say National Football League? National Football League, Deer Stand Guy. I had a great time here on Coach's Talk with my guy, JB3. Look forward to doing this to you next week. Everyone go give, uh, go give Nick a good ripping for the cats. Cats pulling it out tonight. Good old cats, C-A-T-S. Bowls are terrible, Nick. Come on, you got to get your stuff together. <laughs> had a good time with the JB3. This is Coach's Talk. <laughs>